Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Brick. Before we went on, Remy was talking about that she got her Ipsy bag yesterday. Um, now, for those of you who don't know what Ipsy is, it's a monthly subscription and you kind of get a pick what kind of products that you want in there, like if you want more makeup or perfume or hair products. But I've been doing it probably for, I bet three years and I do no subscription anything, but I do that one and it's like Christmas once a month. How long have you been on it, Remy? I think two or three years too. Yeah. I freaking love it. It's so good. So good. And like I do fill out the questionnaires at the end of every month. So my stuff. Oh my God, you're that person. Well, because, and it's also made my stuff get better. Like the stuff that I want. So. No, I'm definitely the person who's like ripping through everything and just chucking shit and throwing it and getting it out of there. I used to like, I, when I signed up, I was like, I don't really want lipstick. I, I don't really want foundation. In the first couple of months, I got like a lot of those. Oh. And so now it's like all skincare and some hair and nails and a lot of eyeliner and mascara, which is good for me. My faves is, um, they send the perfumes. I love the perfumes. Do you get them? I don't because I'm like a real picky bitch. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're like super particular on all your <laughs> smells. Um, no, I love their perfumes. And then they send lip gloss. I love the lip glosses. And they've got really good tinted sunscreen that they send. Yeah, so that's how, I, that's how I got hooked up on Murad's uh, vitamin C sunscreen that I use religiously is from Ipsy. But... Oh, my one son didn't sleep at all not last night, but the night before. So I was running on like no sleep. And then I just couldn't sleep last night. So <clears throat> I look like a hot mess, but I put some mascara on from my Ipsy bag this morning. Right to make me look <laughs> Less like a hot mess. I, um, I can sleep. I've just been so tired and going to bed super early. Um, yeah. And still struggle to get my ass out of bed in the morning. Actually, I've been waking up my alarm. I'm not like a super early riser, but I feel like 6, 6.30 is early, don't you, Remy? Yes. I mean, some of these women I know are getting up at 4.35. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, like, I can't. No, thank you. I remember I was talking to someone one time about working out. They're like, you just have to wake up earlier. And I was like, I'm going to stay fat then because... <laughs> Some of us have to make decisions and just not getting up earlier. <laughs> and not getting up earlier is not going to do it for me. So, <laughs> I like, know. I get up early if I have to. And I think I wake up normally around like seven if I don't set an alarm after getting the boys ready for school. But, well, yeah. I usually don't wake up at six, I would say, without an alarm. But um, I've been getting up at 5 30 six o'clock in the morning lately. And I think it's because a, I've been going to bed so early. I mean, I'm a night owl. You are too. We, I mean, it's nothing for me to go to bed at 10 30, 11 midnight, but I've definitely probably been in bed by nine o'clock most nights lately. Yeah. What actually happened to me last night is I went to sleep early. We got back from the baseball games. I went to sleep early and I woke up at like, 2 30 in the morning to a rhythmic pounding and it was my four-year-old bouncing the tennis ball off of the wall and catching it everyone else was asleep i was just like it is time for bed yeah and then like I one of those freak out moments where you're yeah, like, then i didn't really get back to sleep after that so 
Mm. I was, you know, in a zombie. Like, you know, you're not really asleep and you're not really awake, but it's not restful at all. You're just... I know. I didn't have enough energy to get up and do other things. I just laid there. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. Um, and did you have a good weekend? I had a... No, I didn't. And it's actually going to lead me. It's going to lead us to our topic. I, it was you know bad. what is bizarre is that... Um, well, Remy and I talk often, which most of you know, if you listen at all. And um, I feel like sometimes Remy can like get vibes maybe off of me without saying something because when she texted me last night and told me what she thought we should talk about, I was like, yeah, girl, that sounds real good because that's probably where I'm at right now. And, uh, and it's funny because She's obviously has something that goes along with it too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the universe puts things together that it's supposed to. So, um, my two middle boys play on the same farm league team for little league. And this is not the end of the world. However, they went undefeated all season and I kind of wanted them to lose earlier in the season so that we were now ready to lose and, or not lose, but get behind and battle back. Saturday morning, nine o'clock game, which is not great for boys that are, you know, six to nine years old. And uh, for us, we have to get up even earlier because we drive to get there. And uh, it's a nine o'clock game. First team scores three on them and our boys are defeated. I'm like, you guys haven't even gone up to bat yet. Like now we're at the bottom of the first. Let's get our bats going. My first son goes up there and strikes out and like he never strikes out. Never. Oh, I take this back. He didn't even strike out. He grounded out first. Also, something he never does. My second son, who's a lefty and strikes out sometimes, strikes out and strikes out bad. And uh, we go down pretty quickly in the first inning. No, no run scored. I'm like, hey, guys, like, keep it together. We've been behind before. It's no problem. This team's been up on us. We need to go through. And uh, hard ground ball gets hit to our shortstop, and he misses it. And uh, then my son on third misses the next deal. And then another one comes to him. He misses it. And shortstop goes back up. He misses it. And it's over, right? It doesn't matter that we have four innings left to play. It is over for them. They're but mentally when, done. They're done, you know? And so it's like, and how, again, do you coach? Like, the oldest one on the team is Brayden, who just turned nine last week. Uh, how do you coach kids through what is now a slump? This last... Uh, and one game doesn't make a slump, but it does mentally, it makes a slump. And how do you tell kids like that this is just one loss and we can move forward because they haven't had to deal with it? You and James should probably watch the movie, The Hoosiers. I, oh, I, look, I love it. But again, I <laughs> you can't coach kids that are that age. And uh, James looks at me because my, my one son who just turned seven was pissed, right? I don't want to play. Like he's hyper competitive. And I was like, T. Like, it's just a game. Like, really, it is just a game. So James looks at me when the boys ran back out on the field. And he's like, they didn't even see us in our heyday. Like, where are they getting this? Because we've never been this bad since before. I was like, oh, that's, that's genetics. So, uh, but it, what it did is it led to a very good conversation, right? I go, you guys watch professional baseball. You watch us compete. We know a lot of professional athletes. You don't get to win every time. 
And the first step to winning is believing you can win. Because when you come in after the first inning and you tell me we're for sure going to lose, definitely you're going to lose. There's no way around it. You are for sure going to lose because unless something falls out of the sky to change it for you, your mindset is really how you create winning and confidence. And I also had a conversation. So their coach um, went to college on a baseball scholarship. And that's what he and I were talking about yesterday, right? There's a difference between talent, try, and attitude. And a lot of people think try and attitude are the same. They're not. You can have a lot of try and a very bad attitude. And uh, my oldest one got in trouble for uh, being the prima ballerina that he is. He wanted every, He wants everything to go right his way. And he's supremely talented. But man, he's a prima donna. And I, he gets so upset when I call him that. But I'm like, you are. You want everything to go the way you want it to. And you don't know how to handle when it doesn't go that way. Now, the inverse is true of our other baseball game. My older son um, was playing third. Our pitcher was struggling a little bit and getting close to his pitch count because they only let you pitch so many um, balls in the minor leagues. So he had not warmed up to pitch. They called him in to pitch off of third and sent our pitcher to third base. It was kind of heartbreaking because he was crying because he felt like he let us down because he walked a bunch of kids. And so Kyle takes the mound with three batters or three guys on base, strikes him out and, you know, gets us out of that inning. But that team did better, right? They battled against the adversity and they just kept looking for the win. So you got to see uh, the juxtaposition of two different attitudes. And I'm glad our team lost. We won again last night. We got to win two more to win a championship, but I was, I'm glad they lost to figure out how to lose and come back. Yes, it's, I understand what you're saying. Sorry, my eye is like doing something weird. The bugs have been so bad in the great state of Minnesota. And uh, it's like, I think I've been bit so many times. My face feels like it's half swollen up. And I might have a half of a bug body in my eye still. I'm not really sure. So I'm like trying to hold it open. Um, yeah, uh, sleep. Lack of sleep is keeping my... <laughs> God, my eyes are a lot more squinty today than they normally are. So we should put on more eyeliner. That's what we should have done this morning. I don't have any on. You saw me put on. You saw me use my forward-facing camera to put mascara. I did. I did. So, so what is your belief to achieve story? Well, I mean, I feel like I've just really been getting down on myself lately, Remy. And it makes me so damn mad because um, I am the woman who is the cheerleader for all, everybody. And I would say that a lot of people who know me would say that that is who I am. But damn, I just can't give it to myself some days. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I ride a lot of different horses. I don't ever get to stick with one. And that's not an excuse that is by choice and the reason it's by choice is because they my family can tell me something and i will still go against it because i want them to have the upper hand or have not the upper i didn't maybe say that right like not the upper hand but like if when it comes to a string of horses that we have none of us anymore besides bronson keep a horse for themselves it just doesn't work. And 
Um, it's our business. And I totally not complaining about that. That's what I love that we are able to do this for and give to others. Um, but if there's a horse that maybe fits me, but it fits, could potentially fit Bronson, who's kind of hard to fit a horse to right now, or it meshes really well with Bodie, I would rather see them ride that horse than take it for myself. And I want to win, but I don't want to win that bad. Does that make sense? And that yeah. sounds so bad. Yeah, but, but it's, it it's, it's, it's still the mom thing, right? It's where, it your, where your priorities lie. Okay. Well, so I do the same thing. Um, and maybe that is what it is, Remy. Where the I mean, but I do the same thing too. So that's the, that's the running joke with James and I, I will go win on anything and he, and he, he will still win on anything. He prefers to win on a couple of them. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it's not as important. So I will always sacrifice the horse I want to ride for someone else, but it also, for me, it's a different mindset. So I don't have to think about it because, and again, this comes back to mindset. Yeah. Like I'm a bad bitch. Fuck you. I'm going to win on what I'm going to win on a stick. But again, right. That's a, also the different levels of competitor that we are like that's, yeah. and it's not against you, but I've been doing this sport particularly for a very long time. So I have full confidence in I'll get through it. That'll be the horse for me, but it goes. So, and the reason that it was reinforced for me, aside from the baseball games is I was talking to a lady that um, bought a horse. It was, it's not a very nice horse. It bucked her off. Um, and she's got no confidence. Now, this is a lady that I have gone bowling with. Her daughter is in dance competitions. Like, she's highly competitive, right? Like, as a person. Because, like, when you bowl against her, she, um, like, it doesn't matter that we're disco bowling. She wants to win. So, she's not meek. She's not, not competitive. But she got scared on her horse. So, I put her on... Um, so we had a clinic somewhere and I put her on my older, one of my old, the horse actually that I wanted to truck on. Yeah. So I, I put her on him and I was like, look, the good thing about, I was like, I want the truck on him. But the good thing about him is if you don't ask me to do anything, he will do nothing. I said, and he's a bully, not like your horse is a bully. He's a bully uh, in so far that if you don't ask him to do it, he's not doing anything. He is more than happy to sit. Live the easy life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, you don't want to kick. Great. I'm doing nothing. So she was like a little timid and a little timid and we go to make another run. And I was like, I need you to say this out loud and mean it and loudly. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I'm a badass. And she's like, I'm a badass. And I was like, no, no, real loud for everyone to hear. And my, uh, my other friend, Jenny was there. She's like, at least she's not jerking over the, uh, the stands in Fort Worth. Cause I did that to Jenny. I, I pulled Jenny underneath the bleachers of Fort Worth and I was like, I need you to say this and say it really loud with conviction. Yeah. Like I'm a bad motherfucker and I only made her say I'm a badass, but it took a while for her to believe it. And I go, you got to say it. She's like, it doesn't matter. And I did. I sounded like a motivational speaker. I was like, you got to believe to achieve, fake it till you make it. I was like, but the first step to getting somewhere is believing you can do it. And I, like, for me, it's weird because I understand all that. And I am that person for so many others, Remy. That is what, like, my it is. It is harder to do it for yourself because deep inside you, right when, there. like, for me, right, deep inside, I know that I, so, you know, I got her, she, she finished the day really strong, like, had so much fun, and uh, her best friend was there, and I'm good friends with her, too, and she goes... 
Remy will make you very uncomfortable. She will push you out of, and, and that's my job, right? My job is to make you, is to break you down and make you uncomfortable without making it dangerous, without doing harm, but make you uncomfortable to make you realize how much you are capable of. And uh, so I got a message from her and she was like, thank you, I'm still on cloud nine. It's awesome. But I know that I have to be the person that pushes her through, right? For someone else, it's easy. It's easy to tell them all the things you know that are true, right? You're a badass. You can do this. You're strong. You're capable. And then you have to tell yourself that. And you're like, but sometimes it's bullshit when I'm saying it to someone. Like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. And I don't necessarily, so. Um, and like, that's not even me being mean, right? Like sometimes yeah. I'm like, I know they're capable, but how far do I have to push them to show them they're capable? Because they maybe it's not, maybe it's not there yet. It doesn't mean it won't ever be there, but I'm like, uh lack of confidence with people is detrimental but it is specifically detrimental with when you compete well and you know when you compete you're awarded by placing correct mm -hmm. and um i i've been riding two new horses i just started on both of them and i am the one who breaks down all these horses. Like when we get these horses, none of them have ever been sorted on. They're all come from a cow horse cutting background. So they need to be broken down again. I am the one in our program that does all of that slow work. And so I've like ridden most of these horses before, but I've just never been on a cow, whatever. And I'm doing good runs and getting through them. It's not that I'm even not having successful, like, um, not having success getting through a run because that's not even the case. I'm just not getting awarded or rewarded for my efforts. And I feel like that I get down on myself a little bit, but at the same time, I can also, that's that right there is a hard part. And I cannot be the only one who feels like that when you're, you're doing something that's good and you're not getting rewarded or awarded for your efforts. And you're trying to tell like, I, I've been there so many different times that I can talk to myself. I don't know how believable I am to myself, but I can be like, you know, you are doing good things. It, you're not, it's not a total shit show. You're not going in there and hitting the back fence and blowing everything up. You're making good choices. It's just not, you're not being rewarded for it right now or whatever. And, and I'm only it's laughing because I would rather have everything go wrong and not do well then do everything right and still have no success so like elite finals Ellen, yeah <laughs> like so elite finals for the last two years for USTPA has been heartbreaking because my horses have been firing everyone's riding well and like I can't get out of the second round to save my fucking life like, uh, it'll be dumb stuff, right? I, two years ago, I was coming out with a third cow in 13 seconds. Herd wasn't running. And my partner just watches, like, is watching me, like, so they can turn around and come to a pen. And a cow comes off the back wall and just runs past her. Like, it wasn't even like it was leaking up the wall. It came from nowhere. But all my runs have been like that. Like, it wasn't anything. So <clears throat> last year, I, I went to Elite Finals of James and Go, and I called him, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not riding bad. The horses are good. And he's like, change your shirt, change your hat, change your horse, change something because. Change anything. But sometimes it's just not your day. And oh. 
And I it feel like it, it hasn't been my weekends lately, and it's fine. It is fine. But it's fucking hard to get over. Like, well, and then that, it's like, then how do you keep the positive mantra going, right? I know. I'm like, how long can I keep doing this? Like, how long can I keep not winning? <laughs> And still be like, I'm good at this. Yeah. It's, it sucks. I no, it, it's a, I, I think that, um, well, we were joking during the clinic, right? Cause like, okay, you're going to make a run with me. Right. And she goes, I don't want to make a run with you. You're perfect. And I was like, and I turned over and I was like, I'm a fucking hot mess. Like even in this pen, I'm a hot mess. She goes, no, you're not. You're amazing. And then our other girl, our mutual girlfriend's like, no, Remy's a hot mess. She's like, she's awesome, but she's a hot mess. I was like, I think my awesomeness comes from me owning what a hot mess I am, like adapt or die. And nothing ever goes to plan for me, which is fine. And, uh, but I'm used to adapting, but again, right? Like you have to really believe like, I'm a fucking bad motherfucker. Watch me, doubt me, but it, it, it takes the wind out of your sails when uh, it, it, some stuff just takes the wind out of your sails. Like you and I were talking yesterday and it's like, I feel like there is every time I get through one thing, there's a new attack on the horizon and it disheartens me because uh, no one cares when the strong one is tired, right? You're just supposed to keep being strong and like, mentally you have to tell yourself the same thing too, right? Like I'm a badass. Okay. Well today I don't feel like a badass today. I want to go curl up in bed and cry. I'm not going to, but I would like to, and that's okay for someone else to do. Or, you know, uh, when you got to tell your clients that they rode well, and a lot of times they did ride well, but there was no success, right? Their actions did not have a positive result. And I think as you win more, it becomes harder to not have a positive result. You mean to swallow it? Yeah, right. Like it There's becomes harder as you as you as you find more success. Yes. It is harder to be happy that your horses worked well. Like we're always happy that our horses worked well, right? But then it's like, well, my horses worked well and I rode well, so why did I not find, you know, final success in the pen? And like I said, it um, it is it is tough because as a competitor we our reward award is that placing of a paycheck and um it is hard that is hard because some days even if you didn't get the paycheck i mean if you didn't get the paycheck some days you still rode your ass off and you did really good you did everything that you could your horses worked well for you. There's nothing more that you could have asked. It just wasn't your day. And that is, that's a freaking. it's tough to, tough to take some days. Yeah. I think for me, it's like, it becomes a mental game, right? It's easy to brush off one is not my day, right? Not my day. It gets harder. The more you now have. it's now it's not my week. Now it's not my month. Now it's not my year. And look, I went there for about two or three years where I could barely fucking lose. Breck has internet goblins. It's okay. I like to talk to the audience when you disappear. It's like a short <laughs> comment. Mention that this weekend. Uh, but you know, it's so it becomes harder and harder to string those losses together 
and still stay positive. But um, for me, like business, personal, financial, emotional, all of it. So everything's a wheel of fortune, right? And it's not like the wheel of fortune game where you see like the spinning. It's like a wheel of fortune. That's, like, your life. That's what you're comparing your life to right now is a it's, spinning wheel. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the wheel of fortune game you see on TV, but the actual wheel of fortune. When you see artwork of the wheel of fortune, it's like a, a rolling wheel, right? So you will find a lot of success at the top. And as quickly as you get to the top, you'll get sucked back under the wheel. Now, what yes. people think about is the top and the bottom, right? Where's the majority of your time spent on a wheel? It's not the top or the bottom. It's that whole middle on both sides. So you have two middles on both sides, right? Where you're working your way up. Where you're working your way back up to the top, and then you're going to get to the bottom. And guess what? You'll come back to the top. But again, a lot of your life is spent in the middle on that wheel. And it's frustrating, right? Because you can't make the wheel go any faster as hard as we try because things have to happen. Things do have to come together, right? For farmers, it's weather. For business guys, you know, it's capitalism and financial outlooks. Like if there's different parts that affect all of us and we like to think we have a lot more control than we have. But it's, it's hard when you're stuck in that middle, right? Because that's what it is. You're stuck in the middle. It's almost better to suck. Honestly, for me, it's better to be really bad than to be consistently good and not win. Because at least when you ride bad or your horses don't work like they should, you can pinpoint why you weren't successful. No, because if I, if I was like, for me, it's not that way. Because if I, if I just sucked like 100% of the time, I would have that baby tantrum like T or whoever you said. I would freaking throw my bridle reins in the dirt and be like, I'm fucking done. Done. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I think I've always been good at embracing the suck because, again, right, like when I suck, I can pinpoint no. this is what I have to fix. But oh, when like you're doing everything right, when you're doing everything right, you can't get it done. You're like, the <laughs> fuck. I just equated to bad luck. I don't know. But I will say, so along with all of this too, um, you were talking about the spinny wheel and being on top, the middle and the bottom. And um, for me, the person with anxiety, you know, fear creeps in like, People want to talk about a recession. It, I don't know. I thought that we've been going through a recession. I don't really know because I don't buy into it. Um, and there's like so many other things. Like when people start talking to me about that kind of stuff, my level of fear, it just gets higher and higher and higher to the point where it feels like it's choking me. And, and when I get to that point where like my fear gets so high I get like you do when you get depressed you just want to go lay in bed and do like you know that you have to do all these things but you're like I can't <laughs> and do you know what I'm saying a hundred percent and but so lately my fear level has and just about multiple things like shit that I, I mean it's like I can't even tell you people what I worry about. My fears are extremely irrational. Um, it is like a roller coaster, but my fear level has been so high lately, which is the anxiety and I'm fine. But um, 
I'm just getting a rash on my neck. But yeah, I'm, I'm, getting a rash. <laughs> I'm calling it bug bites. What is a rash? <laughs> um, I was like, I. What calms me is when I write, and I'm like writing out what I'm thankful for to God, because when your level of fear gets so high or you get depressed, you tend to forget about everything that you should be very thankful about. And I've only done it twice, but since I've done it twice starting last week, I think about it every day, the things I'm thankful for. And they're very little things like I'm thankful for a lot of things, but they're not big things. I, it's just the ability to be with my family and live this life and go down the road, simple things that I take for granted. And it helps. It definitely helps. When I was waiting for you to make your coffee this morning, I was writing that and reading what I, what I previously wrote because it grounds me, Remy, and brings me back and talks me off the ledge and like takes my fear away. I don't know. I think about the recession because that's an easy one because it just like half-ass pisses me off when I hear people talk about it because I'm like, all right, we can't do anything about it. So everybody just calm the hell down and let's nobody spend any additional money that you're worried about spending. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's like, well, it's so for us, right. There's the big looming cloud of, you know, we met with the County. We're still six to nine months away from being able to do anything here at our house. That's a lot of money gone. Like a lot of money. That is our living money that is gone. And, um, and I can see it playing out in my husband. I know he's way more anxious because at least we thought we'd have an answer. We still don't really have an answer, right? Um, and for me, it's again, right? Something I can't worry about. We'll adjust and move on. We'll be successful. We've always been successful. But it's different for James. He's going to worry about it. He's going to worry about it because we do have to make adjustments, right? We can't live how we were living. Um, well, so I know James listens. So maybe you should write, start writing down in your pocketbook. Like what you're and he, and he, you know, and that's the thing is like, he is thankful for so many things, but so you couple with that. We are, you know, we're out a lot of money by not being able to do stuff here and not just a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of labor, a lot of heartache. And it makes you to where you just don't want to do it anymore. Right. I gave to you, I gave you what you wanted. I did what you wanted. I had a conversation with someone from another organization yesterday, same thing, right? They listened to all these people. They did everything that people said and their numbers have been steadily decreasing. So you gave people what they wanted, not just me. Other people's are, other people are doing it too. And they're getting the same effect. And I said, the problem is when you give people what they want, they didn't really want it. It was just an excuse why they didn't come in the first place. Because, you know, I had people down here. That was why they brought in the competitors, right? We need a lot of added money in one class. I gave you a class with 5,000 added in it and you didn't ride in it. Not at the numbers you should have wrote in it. But, um, so it wasn't the money, right? It, it wasn't that you wanted something different. And again, it makes you feel like, uh, it makes you feel like you're in high school. Right. You're not you're not cute enough anymore. I got to find a new girlfriend because you're old. And then that makes you question fucking everything you've spent building. Right. All the time and energy. And then you have to look at the flip side again. Right. There's always the flip side. The flip side is we have a core group 
crew of clients that have followed us a lot of places and it's even it's more of a hassle for them too right it was easy when everything was at the home base here but now they have to follow us and they're a lot of fun and they're a super cool group to be around so i can be thankful for that i can still be pissed off about the storm cloud that's over my head and you know will continue to be here for the next six to nine months if we're no, and this is easy for me to say so take it with a grain of salt and don't stab me in the eye or anything but like in the darkest of days which is what you feel like you're at right now because something that you've built is theoretically being taken away from you it's hard to see it now but there's going to be a day sometime that this is happening because another opportunity is on the horizon yeah and, and like i do believe that right we've talked about when we had to sell all of our cows like it's hard to because you're like that's how the world works but at the time like when you're living it it's super scary and heartbreaking and heart-wrenching and you're going through all of the emotions of being upset and pissed and why i'm not understanding you know yeah, I think like this one is just a prolonged irritant. Like that's what's even worse about this one, right? It's not like a big devastation that's like quick. It's prolonged and it really makes you think about, right? Our motto's always been just work harder, work harder, work harder. I'm tired of working harder. I really am. Because I've worked really hard and I've built a playground for a lot of you people and we were easily dismissed. I already knew we were easily dismissed. Like I've had this conversation a lot, right? We are entertainment value. We are not artisans to be paid for our time in that way. You're entertainment value. And we are the first thing that is cut out when it goes. Now, rationally, you can know that, right? Rationally, I know those things. Emotionally, it hurts. And the other thing too is, you know, we do have another opportunity. It's a, it's a, and it's a good thing this isn't our only business, right? It's a good thing we have cattle. It's a good thing we can do stuff. It's a good thing we're in an area where we've got a lot of arenas relatively close for us to continue our business. But you know, it, it doesn't make it fun. And I think as you get older, right? Like I was talking to someone about this yesterday. When you're younger, right? And you see older people like, why do they go to sleep so early? Like, why aren't they fun? Why don't they want to go out to the bars? Why don't they want to go to concerts? Why don't they want to do this? Again, when I was younger, I drive all night to put on a show to tear everything down and drive all night to go somewhere else to put on a show. I'm fucking old now. I don't want to do it. I don't want to prove to you how many panels I can lift. I don't care. If you don't think I'm good, go fuck yourself. Then I'm not good enough for you. But like, you are not my problem. But physically, I can't work as hard as I used to. And, uh, or maybe I can't. How about, I don't want to work as hard as I used to. It's also why I don't ride colts anymore. I send them off to other people. I got smarter about my business, about my life choices. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, the whole topic of our deal today, believe to achieve, is a real deal. And it doesn't matter what aspect you tie it to in your life, if it's riding, if it's work. And it, at the end of the day, it's it's hard to throw your beliefs out there and continue to throw your 
beliefs out there without anything being um well so again right to our situation get anything back for it right away really, and just to, to, to my situation here at the ranch to our situation here at the ranch right it feels like you're being battered up against the rocks consistently right every time you think that you've overcome one thing now another hurdle shows up and another hurdle and another hurdle and did we have a good for a long time you fucking bet you bet we had a good for a long time is the end of the world no and if we can choose to if we choose to continue on with this course this will end up being a blip in the road right in a few years this will be a funny story be like covid uh but Right now, in the middle of it, I have to tell myself that what we are doing is right. What I'm doing is right. What James is doing is right. That we are making the right decisions because it does no use. Now, that doesn't mean I blindly believe everything, right? But it does you no good. That's a you. That's not on me. <laughs> but it, it does me no good to believe that things aren't going to work out. That, that has internet goblins. She still has internet goblins. She sounds like she's on a blustering cliff somewhere. Like from Wuthering Heights. That. Better? Just me. It's just me now. So I believe to achieve, friends. I'll see if Freck comes back. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. We never know with Breck in Minnesota. Oh, ah, she's back. Wow, that was weird. Like, totally lost everything. I said that you sounded like you were in Wuthering Heights, like up on a cliff with wind blowing across you. Oh, you couldn't hear anything? Or you could hear something? I could hear... That's weird. It was weird. Um, where were we? I lost track after that happened. As that we had to, that I have to believe that what we are doing, that my course is correct until proven otherwise. And again, right? Believe to achieve, fake it till you make it. That's what we have to yeah. do. And I think that people, I think too, people think that it's easier and harder, right? They're like, there's no way you can believe yourself into achieving. Uh, I know for sure if you don't believe in yourself, you will for sure not achieve it. So no, I I do believe that you can. I I definitely believe that. Um, I think that you become what you believe, and I think that for me right now, I'm stuck in a spot where I'm like probably telling myself not that I'm a piece of shit or that I can't do it, but I'm probably holding myself back a little bit mentally from doing well. Thankfully, I get a lot of, um, it's rewarding for me to help others succeed. I love that. Otherwise, I'd probably quit riding. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but I do, I do think that you become what you believe. And I would have to say that I've probably fixated on it for the last month about the things that I need to do better or I'm not doing or it, it will work out and then it's not working. It won't work out. And yeah. So that's the second part for me as a coach, right? And as a trainer about the believing to achieve part of the reason that you have to believe, and it's not just with competition it's with life, right? 
If you really believe that what you're doing is right and you believe in yourself, muscle memory takes over. So with writing, that's easy to explain, right? Muscle memory, you know what to do. Stop finding what to do. Just believe in yourself and kind of ignore everything else. It's easy with writing. It's harder with life because you run into obstacles and you're like, well, fuck, I believed and it didn't come true. Yeah, life it just does not work. But right, it's like it's like you praying for a new bike, right? I prayed to God for a new bike and I didn't get it. So therefore, God doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. But that's honestly, you think about that, that's the same thing, right? I believed for a little bit and it didn't come true. Okay, well, the believing isn't just about making that thing true, right? Whatever your thing is, right? It's not just about making that specific thing true. It is about strengthening yourself, right? If I believe it, I can make it happen. Maybe not how I thought, maybe not on the timeline I wanted, but I can make it happen if I truly believe it and I truly want it. And that's where I think for all the stuff we talk about being independent, like the whole that society talks about being independent and finding value within and all of those things are true. You still need to have cheerleaders, right? When you wake up and you don't feel your best, you still need someone to be like, you're a bad bitch. You're like, yeah, you're right. I'm a bad bitch, <laughs> you know, but you have to be able to have someone that pushes you until you believe it to be true also, because it is true. We are all capable of imagine unimaginable things if we stay true to our convictions and really follow through. But the part about believing to achieve is it's not just good enough to believe. You have to put actions behind the belief. And, you know, I think that's where you see a lot of people get disheartened. And then again, like right now you're in the middle of the wheel, right? That wheel is taking you one way or the other, but you'll have to find a new fortune at the end of it because the middle, the middle sucks, man. It's like those dark hallways when doors close, right? It sucks in the middle because it's hard to find your way back out of it. So, yeah. And then maybe you're going to find all your successes are C finals. You were just storing up all your bad luck until you got there. Bodie, um, you know, well, both of my boys are super sweet to me because they know that I just struggle so much mentally when it like they know, they know me. And so Bodie's like, gosh, mom, you're writing so good. He's like, it's okay. He's like, we're just going to keep on doing this this weekend. And he's like, cause we're going to save up everything for our Cincy finals. And um, I love that about, my kids or they don't they might not always do a lot of things right but they they do read people well or can you know what i'm saying you yeah. know what i'm saying so um go ahead Ren. as i say so it's true right so then you have a cheerleader in bodhi is you're just gonna he's just gonna be like well you know we we tell when we were showing hunters and jumpers it was bad school good show now, if you had a good school, you wouldn't still say bad school, good show, right? Good school, good show. You just have to reframe what's going wrong to help you right. see the future. Um, something fun this weekend is that, and I, I did talk about it a little bit last week, but not a ton. Uh, we're hosting Australians. Uh, there's nine of them, but five of them are riding. And we've never done anything like this before. So we weren't sure what to expect. We'd never met them. I think I talked to one on the phone one time and Brandon talked to one on the phone one time. We were both talking to two separate people. Um, so we just, we weren't really sure. We didn't know their level of riding. We were stressing about 
what horses to put them on. We thought about that for a really long time and put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into it. And so we met them for the first time this weekend on Friday. And then they, they did a clinic with Brandon and then they showed all weekend with us. Super cool people. So glad that we said yes to something that we've never done before in that um, had a great time. They're super nice. The, the grandpa, there's two families, one set of three, and then there's a set of um, six. And it's the grandma, the grandpa, the mom, the dad, and then the two daughters who are 14 and 16. And <coughs> the grandpa used to have harness racing horses in Australia. He was pretty big into it. And he's just a really nice guy. Super funny very interested in the Midwest and what this all looks like. And um, yesterday I had to run mares to the vet and they were here for a lesson. <coughs> and I came home and Brandon said that Mick is like asked several times, like, do not forget to do this for me, Brandon. He wants to more damn lawn Remy. He wanted, he wanted Brandon to not forget to get the, uh, the gas for the lawnmower because he wants to mow lawn in America. She's frozen. She's giving me the side eye right now. So, um, God, this is even more awkward for me than it is probably her talking when she's not there. Anywho, um, super fun experience. Like I said, we've never done anything like this before. Is she coming back? I'm trying. I don't know. Oh, you're upside down. There you are. God, our internet's so bad for me. It's because you live in the Midwest. I know. So did you hear that he wants to mow lawn? No. So you, he went with the... Yeah. So James, when we were in Canada, because, uh, you know, we don't do enough landscaping around here or weed abatement. We were staying with Kurt Robson and he has a ride on mower, which we don't have aside from our giant tractor mower. So James uh, mowed Kurt's lawn while we were up there because. So James wanted to do it, too, because that's what Mick saw <laughs> our lawnmower and he's like, Brandon, make sure you get gas tomorrow for your lawnmower because I want to mow your lawn. And we just thought it was the funniest thing ever. So. Yeah, I would get sandwiches and James was mowing Kurt's lawn on his riding lawnmower. I don't know. It's a guy thing. I don't know. All right. It's, it is Breck. Every time it's Breck. I don't know what to tell you people. Except for um, California has better internet capabilities. <laughs> Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. Right, so we're going to say goodbye to Brett. And until next week, be bold, be brave, be humble. Bye, everybody. Bye.